0: Now, if you've been watching the news, then you know that Saudi Arabia has been engulfed in a massive diplomatic crisis over the gruesome killing of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. After weeks of denial, Saudi Arabia has finally admitted Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi died inside their consulate in Turkey. The top Saudi prosecutor now says the killing was premeditated. Last week, the Saudis said it was an accident after a fist fight and of course that's a real shift in the narrative from them this is the most unbelievable cover story since Blake Shelton won sexiest man alive are you kidding me he's the fourth sexiest judge of the voice like like can Adam Levine walk in and just see this like what the fuck Blake and this entire cover-up exists for one reason Some analysts say the Saudi story is all designed to protect one man. Turkish officials suggesting that Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman dispatched a hit squad to execute and then dismember Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Just a few months ago, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, a.k.a. MBS, was hailed as the reformer the Arab world needed. But the revelations about Khashoggi's killing have shattered that image, and it blows my mind. That it took the killing of a Washington Post journalist for everyone to go, oh, I guess he's really not a reformer. Meanwhile, every Muslim person you know was like, yeah, no shit. He's the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. So now would be a good time to reassess our relationship with Saudi Arabia. And I mean that as a Muslim and as an American, for Muslims. Saudi Arabia is home to two of the holiest cities in the Islamic world, Mecca and Medina. Now, you've probably heard of Mecca. It's often used to describe everything except Mecca. We're taking you to the Mecca of Christmas ornaments. The Mecca of all chicken sandwich shops. The Mecca of lost luggage. The Mecca for, like, martial arts. Oh, thanks, Action Bronson. Mecca and Medina are basically the Muslim infinity stones of holiness. At least once in our lives, we have to go to Mecca to make pilgrimage, aka Hajj. It's like Coachella, except you can't get annoyed when people say they had a really religious experience. Saudi in Saudi Arabia comes from the actual name of a family. That's the House of Saud that has been governing Arabia since 1932. Can you imagine if the United States was suddenly named after our leader in 1932? We would be the Herbert States of Hoover. Or worse, Hooverville. Look how that turned out. That's an APGov joke. I'm sorry. If you don't get that joke, you weren't an AP APGov. Saudi Arabia is crazy. One giant family controls everything. Reports say there are anywhere from 5,000 to over 15,000 members of the Saud family, with 2,000 allegedly controlling the wealth and the power. Some estimates put their net worth at more than $1 trillion. $1 trillion. That's like the number of stars in the universe, and the number of times women have been betrayed by Susan Collins. (laughs) So when you add it all up, it's insane wealth. It's placed in Islam in the Middle East. It all makes Saudi Arabia a country of huge significance, which is why every single president since FDR has maintained a strategic alliance with Saudi Arabia. Whether it's for oil or arms deals, we have always played it cool with the Saudis no matter what they do. Remember, America hates terrorists. Saudi Arabia gave them passports. Saudi Arabia was basically the boy band manager of 9-11. They didn't write the songs, but they helped get the group together. (laughs) Suddenly, America's marriage of convenience with Saudi Arabia is starting to feel outdated. How outdated? Our military has been working in Saudi Arabia for decades. And if you are sent on a training mission in Saudi Arabia This is the official military document you get. It describes the Saudi people as indigenous tribes with some later mixture of Negro blood from slaves imported from Africa. Oh, America. Even in boring technical manuals, you still somehow manage to be racist. This shit is still on the Internet, you guys! But Hassan, you know, it was probably written a while ago. Really, it was updated June 2018. But Hassan these things are like an iTunes user agreement. It's probably at the bottom. Oh no, it's chapter one, page five. Okay, but is Negro still a bad word? Dictionary.com. Offensive. Now let's get back to Mohammed bin Salman. Remember, he was known as the reformer who was going to change the Arab world. People in the West fell for MBS because they bought his sales pitch. I mean, come on he lifted the ban on women driving A female singer in Saudi Arabia has dropped a new music video rapping behind the wheel of a car she can now drive legally. <laughs> Okay, as a fan of progress and women's rights, this is awesome. But as a fan of hip hop, this is straight garbage. First of all, the car is dirty. If you're gonna make a rap video about driving, get a car wash. Second of all, she's rapping about driving, but for most of the video, she sits in the car. She sits on the car. She stands in the sunroof. She does everything but drive that car. Also, this is a Hyundai. I didn't even know you could buy Hyundais. I thought they only existed in Hertz parking lots. Given women, the right to drive was just the start. MBS's main attraction was Vision 2030. Now, I know Vision 2030 sounds like Elon Musk's new optometry company, but it's actually a plan to end Saudi's reliance on oil and diversify the economy. Last summer, he went on a world tour to drum up investment in Saudi Arabia, and when he got to America, MBS was greeted like a rock star. He's already met with Seattle's tech heavyweights, sharing a laugh there you can see with Amazon's Jeff Bezos. He will have visited five states plus the District of Columbia, four presidents, five newspapers, uncounted moguls, and Oprah. Oprah? He got to hang with Oprah? The last foreigner America got this excited about was the Italian peach and Call Me By Your Name. Oh, that's just a niche art house joke. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to, just trying to hit all the pockets. But that all came crashing down in the wake of Khashoggi's death. This is not some back alley in Istanbul. This is inside the freaking Saudi consulate. I can never do business with Saudi Arabia again. I feel used and abused. Yes. <laughs> if there's one victim in all of this, it's Senator Lindsey Graham. Here's the crazy part. MBS was shocked by all of the anger over the killing of one journalist. According to the Wall Street Journal, on a phone call with Jared Kushner, MBS asked, why the outrage? And frankly, MBS's confusion is completely understandable. He's been getting away with autocratic shit like this for years with almost no blowback from the international community. Saudi Arabia's young crown prince arresting hundreds of his own cousins in a power grab. Many of those arrested are potential rivals or critics of the prince. One of the people MBS rounded up in his power grab was this guy, Al waleed bin Talal. He is one of the richest men in the world, and he was detained at the Ritz-Carlton for three months. And while he was there, this hostage video dropped to let everyone know that everything with MBS was absolutely 100% fine. There are no charges. Okay. There's just some discussions between me and the government, you know, I mean, but that's assured we are at the, at, the, at, the, at the end of the whole story. And we've been very cooperative because, you know, I'm in my country, I'm in my city, so I feel at home, so no problem at all here. I'm... Okay, there's definitely a problem here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Look, I don't know if he's guilty, but why is his face on his own mug? This is literally a mugshot. The rest of this video just turns into the worst episode of MTV Cribs ever. And am just i you my pantry, and these are my salads, and this is my Diet Pepsi, and that's my ketchup, always. Why is he bragging about ketchup when there are two solid gold Lortas right behind him? I know they're teapots, but come on, they look like Lortas, man. By the way, when I say this is one of the worst episodes of Cribs, I'm including the Trick Daddy episode. If y'all not familiar with this, this is called baby wipes, whatever you want. This keep boo-boo stains out your drawers. This keep crush out your drawers, okay? No grown man need to be walking around no crushing the drawers. When you do the number two, use wet ones. <laughs> <laughs> wet ones are great, but trick daddy still should have used a up. Okay, some people are looking at me, they're like, what is a up? Okay, so if you've ever been to a brown person's house, they'll have this small watering pot in the corner of their bathroom, but there won't be a plant in there. That's a lota. Lotas are the manual transmissions of bidets. Right? You go number two, you pour it in your hand, you just get to work, right? Now, a lot of people think it's gross, but you know what I think is gross? Toilet paper, okay? Toilet paper is gross. If you walk through dog shit in your Air Jordans, and if I only gave you a piece of toilet paper to clean it up... You would think it's nasty, too. So why don't we treat our butts with the same respect we treat our Air Jordans? Look, you thought you were coming to just see this woke TED Talk. Little did you know, you were also going to get booty health tips. (laughs) MBS's power grab was just his standard operating procedure. Just look at how he became Crown Prince. According to The New Yorker, MBS became Crown Prince after his predecessor and cousin, Mohammed bin Naif, was subjected to excruciating pain until he abdicated the throne. The Saudi government has denied this story, but there are many more like it. In 2016, US intelligence picked up the Crown Prince um, talking about his moves to try to keep his mother away from his father because um, he felt that she was not on board with his plans for a power grab. She was under house arrest. He put his mom under house arrest so she couldn't stop his rise to power? That's insane. Putting an Arab mom on house arrest is like trying to imprison Magneto. She's just gonna escape and there's gonna be hell to pay. Again, the Saudi government has denied this story, but none of this would come as a surprise if you actually lived in Saudi Arabia. Because in Saudi Arabia, do you know what his nickname is? Abu Rasasa, which means father of the bullet. That is the most gangster name ever. Do you know what El Chapo means? Shorty. Prisons are filling up in Saudi Arabia. Hundreds are being detained, including critics of MBS and political activists. Some of the most prominent activists are women who protested the driving ban, and MBS had them arrested, and several of them are still in prison today. Even executions are up. The country is on track to execute more than 2,000 people by the year 2030. Now, that's the vision 2030 nobody's talking about. Strong-arming, coercion, detaining people. These are MBS's go-to moves and he's been getting away with all of it. So of course he would call Jared like, hey, why the outrage? Our relationship with Saudi Arabia has always been a complete mindfuck for me. As Muslims, we have to pray towards Mecca. We make pilgrimage to Mecca. We access God through Saudi Arabia, a country that I feel does not represent our values. But Hassan, there are a lot of things people are conflicted about. Look at Amazon, Amazon's messed up. Yeah, I don't pray towards Seattle, okay? Saudi Arabia is only 2% of the entire Muslim population. But whenever Saudi does something wrong, Muslims around the world have to live with the consequences. Right? Hey, don't chop off my hands, Saudi style. But when Saudi does something right, and MBS extends the most basic freedoms to his people, all of a sudden he's in Oprah's book club? That's insane. And we haven't even gotten to Yemen yet, which is the biggest tragedy of the MBS era. The Saudi intervention in Yemen began with the rise of 32-year-old Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Local sources say tens of thousands of their fighters have been killed since the war started. The situation in Yemen today, right now, to the population of the country, looks like the apocalypse. The conflict in Yemen is extremely complex, but here are the cliff notes in under 40 seconds. Yemen was spiraling the civil war. The Houthi rebels who've been battling against the government for years almost seized power in 2015. But then, Saudi Arabia intervened to prop up the Yemeni government. Saudi's like, yo, I got you, boo. Don't worry, but there is something you should know. I think these rebels are getting help from Iran. That's important because Saudi Arabia and Iran hate each other. It's some 1979 shit. So, Saudi Arabia started bombing the shit out of rebel territory compliments of the West. And now, many experts think that Saudi Arabia is using Yemen as a proxy war against Iran to control the region. So take three wars, shove them into the Arab world's poorest country, and that's the conflict in Yemen. And don't clap. That is a global atrocity. It is the worst of everything happening in one place, and people keep wondering, will this ever end? So it's basically the Golden Globes. (laughs) Over the last three years, the Saudi coalition has launched more than 18,000 airstrikes against Yemen. That is insane. If we're talking Middle East bombing, that's up there. Those are almost Obama numbers, almost. And all that bombing has led to catastrophic devastation. Saudi Arabia and its allies have breached the basic rules of war. Civilians have been repeatedly targeted with some attacks on schools and hospitals. 13 million people in Yemen are at risk of starvation in what could become the world's worst famine for a century. The war in Yemen is one of the worst humanitarian crises in the Middle East, which is a high bar to clear. Being the biggest crisis in the Middle East is like being the biggest subway masturbator in New York. It's a title no one wants. But the competition is fierce. <laughs> By all accounts, this is MBS's war. But if you ask MBS about it, he pulls a shaggy and he's like, hey, it wasn't me. Do you acknowledge that it has been a humanitarian catastrophe? 5,000 civilians killed and children starving there. Amr <laughs> mu'lim truly very painful, and I hope that this militia ceases using the humanitarian situation to their advantage in order to draw sympathy from the international community. Instead of calling off the airstrikes, one thing MBS did was throw money at the problem. Seriously. He wrote a check for $930 million to the UN for humanitarian aid to Yemen. Come on. If there was ever a time for a giant Powerball check, this was it. (laughs) Damn, $930 million. That's a lot of money. You know what's free, though? Not bombing Yemen. Whether it's Yemen, Jamal Khashoggi, or human rights violations, do you really think it's going to change our relationship with Saudi Arabia? In terms of the order of $110 billion, think of that. $110 billion, all they're going to do is give it to other countries, and I think that would be very foolish for our country. America is going to keep cashing Saudi checks, and not just for military equipment. Just this week, Saudi Arabia announced more than 30 billion dollars of new deals. Let's be real. Oil companies, financial institutions, and defense contractors. Nothing will make them say no to Saudi money, but there may be one sector of the economy that we can expect more from the saudis have become kind of the funder of last resort for these big late stage uh privately held tech companies saudi arabia has invested 3.5 billion dollars in uber alone so they have a lot of money in the united states 3.5 billion thanks to mbs the saudis effectively own 10 percent of uber which makes complete sense Saudi Arabia and Uber are both places women drivers don't feel safe. (laughs) Too real? Tech companies are swimming in more Saudi cash than a Bugatti dealership in Beverly Hills. All of these companies have taken Saudi investment through a Japanese company called SoftBank, Slack, WeWork, Fanatics, DoorDash, WAG. WAG, the dog walking app. That is crazy. Muslims are investing in the dog market. Know how we feel about dogs? Muslims feel about dogs the same way Americans feel about Post Malone. We're cool with them. We just don't want them in the house. They're gonna get the carpet dirty. My sister's in there. Since two thousand and sixteen, MBS has invested almost eleven billion dollars in Silicon Valley, making Saudi Arabia the largest single funding source for U.S. startups. Come on, Silicon Valley! You're supposed to be hippie capitalists. We work won't let you expense meat, but you take money from Saudi Arabia? Let me, so you're against slaughterhouses unless they're in Yemen? But hey, try our co-working spaces. We got Phil's coffee. What the fuck? Look, I am genuinely rooting for change in Saudi Arabia. I am rooting for the people of Saudi Arabia. There are people in Saudi Arabia fighting for true reform, but MBS is not one of them. And to those who continue to work with him, just know that with every deal you close, you are simply helping entrench an absolute monarch under the guise of progress. Because ultimately, MBS is not modernizing Saudi Arabia. The only thing he's modernizing is Saudi dictatorship.